Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Geek News Daily Podcast, your source for the daily top technology headlines. This is episode 2 for Tuesday, December 18th, 2007. The BBC has launched a streaming version of its iPlayer online on-demand service, which works with all the major operating systems, including Windows, Mac, and Linux. While the downloadable version of the iPlayer only works with Windows XP, support for other platforms, including Macs, is planned in 2008. Each week, approximately 250 programs are available for watching on the iPlayer, usually a week after they are first broadcast. Apple has released another monster security update, which includes 42 fixes for Leopard, Tiger, and Safari for Windows. This brings the year's total to 196 security updates for Apple software. 17 of the newly fixed vulnerabilities are capable of arbitrary code execution, which could cause malware infestations and allow hackers to take over the machine. It is good to see Apple is plugging security holes, but with the continued patch releases of this size, you can't help but question their claim that Macs are more secure than Windows. E3 is moving back to Los Angeles next year. The Entertainment Software Association has announced that the E3 Media and Business Summit will be returning to the LA Convention Center and will be running from July 15th through the 17th. The ESA chose to go back to a centralized location rather than the hotel spread across Santa Monica, which made up last year's E3. Like last year's event, E3 will continue to be invite-only. Last year's event was toned down and only had about three to 4,000 attendees, which is about what is expected this year. A Pennsylvania Superior Court has ruled that child pornography found on a Circuit City customer's hard drive can be used against him at trial. In 2004, Kenneth Sadomsky took his computer to Circuit City for some hardware upgrades, only to be arrested for child porn. As a way of testing the new DVD burner put in Sadomsky's computer, a Circuit City employee ran a scan for all the video files on the hard drive for something to burn, only to discover that there were pornographic videos with names indicating they showed 13- and 14-year-old boys. Since they were only attempting to test the drive and ran only a general search for video files rather than a specific search for file names, The judge ruled that the videos were found to be permissible at trial. The case is now being sent back to a lower court, which will now consider the evidence in the case against Sadomsky. A Boston man has filed a class-action lawsuit accusing hardware manufacturer HP and office supply giant Staples of conspiring to inflate the price of printer ink cartridges by violating federal antitrust law. Printer manufacturers often make the most money off of ink. The price of ink for an HP inkjet printer can be as high as $8,000 per gallon. Boy, I'm glad that's not gas. The lawsuit alleges that HP has paid Staples $100 million to keep from selling cheaper third-party ink cartridges. This is the latest in developments in the war against third-party vendors, ink vendors that sell replacement cartridges for some of the top printers. The lawsuit asks for unspecified damages and an injunction barring the two companies from 
using anti-competitive business practices. A 1,000-page study of Ohio's e-voting machine has been released, and it's not good. One quote said that the findings of the said the findings of the various scientists engaged in Project Everest are disturbing. These findings do not lend themselves to the sustained or increased confidence in, in Ohio's voting system. The vote count can reportedly be tampered with by playing with the paper audit trail connector or something as simple as using a magnet and a PDA. Among the areas tested, the system which are used around the country had problems with insufficient security, security technology, auditing, and software maintenance. Ohio plans to release to replace the touchscreen voting machines with optical scan machines by the 2008 presidential election, although it's unlikely to have the switch completed by the March primaries. Shortly after the release of the report, the state of Colorado also de- decertified the same touchscreen voting machines. Porn spammers are being taken to court by Facebook. According to Facebook, in the first half of June, certain IP addresses were unsuccessfully attempting to mine data some 200,000 different times. While the s- several of the defendants in the lawsuits are still John Doe's, identified defendants are associated with a Canadian company that pays for affiliate referrals to porn sites. While it appears no user data was actually mined from Facebook, Facebook is suing for violating the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, the California Comprehensive Computer Data Access and Fraud Act, as well as breaching their terms of service. Facebook is looking for injunctive relief as well as unspecified damages. In our last story of the day, Universal Music Group and XM Satellite Radio have settled a lawsuit last year over the XM Ino, a portable XM radio receiver that is capable of recording up to 50 hours of programming. According to Universal and other labels suing XM, the problem is that the programming can be played back in a different order than intended. Although terms of the deal have not been disclosed, XM is joining Sirius in paying Universal a licensing fee which covers all the future XM devices with similar functionality. With this agreement, other major labels are now believed to be in settlement talks with XM, including Warner Music Group. That's all the news I have for today. Check back tomorrow for the latest in top technology headlines. Comments or suggestions for the podcast can be sent to PCNerd37 at geeknewsdaily.com. For Geek News Daily, I'm your host, Jeremy Bray. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out geeknewsdaily.com for show notes, as well as come and stop by the forums and have a chat. Until then, we hope to see you tomorrow.